Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Well, welcome back. My name is Lindsay Adams and our special guest today is Scott Bywater. Scott, he does a lot of interesting stuff and, um, well, let's say he's a direct response copywriter. That's probably what he's best known for, marketing strategist. Uh, he's based in Wollongong, Australia. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Lindsay. Great to, great to be here. Well, great to have you, mate. Now, let me just fill our listeners in a little bit more about your background. So you've worked directly with thousands of clients in over 167 different industries, Australia worldwide, including knowledge source, body trim, gyms, mowing, and the list goes on. And some people have said really nice stuff about you. One of one quote here I really love, the changes Scott's made to our bottom line is astronomical. You, that's a nice one. That's a nice quote to have. Um, Scott's worked in nearly every category of business, both business to business, business to consumer, including leading direct marketers throughout Australia, Canada, US and the United Kingdom. So he's a well-experienced man. Scott, we're delighted to have you here today. And we're talking about the top five tips for AI email marketing. So I'm really curious about this. AI, of course, is flavour of the month. Everyone's talking about it. So what's your first tip? Yeah, so I think the, the first tip is really using your email list to book your calendar solid. And because where we what we all all basically need to need to look at is very similar to uh, Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind with everything. Yeah. So it's all great to be able to go onto chat GPT and whip up an email quickly. But at the end of the day, I look at it as like, well, that's great. You've got a brick. But unless you structure the bricks in the right way, they're not going to build a house. So in, in our case, most business owners listening to this, they want to get appointments and you know, and or clients at the end of it. So that's that's really the the focus with all of this is begin with the with the end in mind. And then the question to ask is: what are the pieces required to turn an email list into calendar appointments? And so you know, the first the first thing is really you've got to make sure that you've got your strikers in place. If we if we imagine a football team, your strikers need to be in place first. And what I mean by that is you need to get your landing pages in place so you know exactly where to send people from your email list. Now, I'm a big fan of creating multiple uh, multiple lead magnets. So let's say if you're in digital marketing, as an example, you might have a offering multiple services. You might have a lead magnet for TikTok ads. You might have a lead magnet for Google ads. You might have a lead magnet for Facebook. You might have a lead magnet for email. So you might have a dozen lead magnets, right? So then if you're writing a piece of content, you know exactly where to direct people to at the end of it. You direct them to the lead magnet. And in addition to that, what, what's happening is after they've downloaded the lead magnet, they can then be asked to book an appointment. Of course, you can always you can also go directly to an appointment page. Uh, but what you want what you want your emails to be doing is always adding value. Uh, is is a really critical you know, critical part of the entire process. Uh, so and that allows you to email over and over and over again without annoying your customers because they're always value add. To their life, they're not like buy now, buy now type of approach, which has a yeah, which has a short shelf life. If you're always throwing, as as Gary Vaynerchuk says, 
if you're always throwing the, the right hooks and you're not doing the jabs? So if you are um, giving value, I, I, I get I get that bit, but it's okay to ask occasionally, isn't it? You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. What's a ratio then? You know, what between the giving and the asking? Well, I like to do it in every email. I like to give and I like to ask within each email. Oh, okay. So so and there's a there's a there's a there's an art to that, right? But you're still like giving eighty percent. Asking twenty percent, but it's within that within that one email, because one of the things that people sort of fall into is they fall into the trap of either going one way or the other. They do the scorched earth approach, where they're like hammering their list with just offer after offer after offer after offer. And I've seen that I've seen clients do that, and it works for a short term and short time, and they get the money out of it, but then their list ends up devaluing over time or they go the love letters approach where they just send love letters and do amazing content and all that sort of thing but they never ask so it's getting that balance you know that balance right if you if you're doing if you're not doing what i refer to as the third way approach which is the middle of those where you can actually promote within each email uh, i would say you're looking at probably maybe three to one four to one of of you know, of value versus, you know, versus us type emails. Okay. So, so I mean, that kind of flows into your second tip. You're going to use your uh, email list to book your calendar. So what do you do next? Yeah. So, so in terms of that, the, once you've, once you've set things up, so you've set your strikers up so that you can actually, so that your emails actually matter, you really want to do the research. Uh, so, and you, in, in all essence, you probably should do your research before you even set up the, uh, you know, all of those landing pages and lead magnets and all that sort of thing. Um, but in terms of research, you want to get, you want to get clear on fears, pains, desires, beliefs, objections, problems, like crystal clear on who your client is. Because as Robert Collier said, the real art to great copy is to be able to enter the conversation going on in someone's mind. And in, in order to do that, you need to ask, you need to understand your prospect at a really granular level so you know what content to actually send to them. Uh, so that's 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 a first step is do the research. And then the research determines A, what type of content you're actually going to create for the client what type of lead magnets and what type of offers. So the foundation is all within the research. Now, the beautiful thing with AI, fears, pains, desires, beliefs, you can pop that into the AI because a lot of people are like, I don't know what my customers' fears are, what their pains are, what their desires are. You can pop that into the AI and it will literally feed it back. You know, It'll give you 30 ideas what their fears are and you go, you know what, that makes sense, that makes sense, that makes sense. And you can prioritize it from there. So the AI is a brilliant brainstorming buddy. I love that. Uh, actually, the brainstorming buddy aspect uh, on the weekend, I was um, putting together a travel itinerary and uh, I went to, to uh, chat GPT and said, can you give me an itinerary for two days, you know, in Alice Springs for a first time visitor? And then I said, can you list the top 10 attractions? And I went, whoa, um, some ideas there I'd never thought of. So um Pretty, pretty interesting. And I can see how in terms of pain points or pressure points, uh, it'd be great for coming up with ideas. 
Yes. Yeah, 100%. And then once you know the pain points, right, and, and you start to categorize them and you're like, okay, these are the five pain points, well, then you know what to write your emails about. So the content of the emails becomes crystal clear. Okay. And so, and so, I mean, you, you, you've commented about writing emails if, you, if you're a non-writer. How do you do that? Yeah, so, so in terms of the non-writer, I mean, it all starts with the research, right? Because once you understand what you need to write about, it becomes very, 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 very easy to actually be able to be able to do that. The other thing, and now with the AI tools, if you give them, if you give the AI tools certain prompts, uh, then the AI will actually write a lot of the email, like a lot of the emails for you. Not that you should give the AI total control, right? So you need to the quality of the content from the AI will will always be determined by what you what you feed it. But here's the thing: the biggest thing that people struggle with with writing is writing emails. And I have never had this problem, but this is what I find with most people. Like some people, are like, oh, it takes me two hours to write an email. I'm like, really? You know, like, like if I'm writing one for myself, it's different for a client because I need to really understand their business. But it'll take me like 15 minutes to write an email. So, uh, so in terms of the the issues. With, that the people are having is a they don't know what to write about and b they have the blinking cursor syndrome. So it's those two things. And what AI gets really clear is, is you can say you can punch that in and say, okay, my number one pain. Uh, let's say you're an accountant. The number one pain of my client is paying too much tax. Now you ask the AI, give me twelve ideas for emails about paying too much tax. You know, to this target market about paying too much tax, and it'll give you those ideas for the email. So all of a sudden, and you can repeat that for each of all the, for each of the pains, right? So all of a sudden, you've got fifty, a hundred ideas for emails. You've got more ideas than you need on what to write about. Okay, then you then you can go in and you can use. I've actually we spent about twenty hours um, program basically developing this program for Jasper, right? So um, I can literally go in there and take, let's say, one of those pains or one of those topics, and whip up an email literally within yeah within a few minutes using the AI. Now, what you can also do because things like Jasper are done with a Google, uh, it's almost like a Google Doc. In terms of you can go in there and change them and all that sort of thing. So you can then go in and adapt it and add a bit of your own story or or tweak it a bit and, and give it more of you and more, more of your heart, your thinking, all of that sort of thing into it just to tailor it so it sounds very, very human. Because the last thing we want to all be doing is, you know, is sounding like robots and not having any personality in our copy. Well, so then let's let's move on in a very human way. What's your next tip for us? Yeah, so so I think the the next thing is, uh, and and we touched on this 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 briefly, but it's selling without being salesy. Uh, so the the big thing that people often have a concern about is this whole thing. Oh, I don't want to come across as salesy. I don't want to come across if I'm pitching. I don't want to get unsubscribed, and that's where the scorched earth first love letters comes in, right? Because if you're always starting out with value, then if I if every time I call you, let's say Lindsay, I'm calling you and I'm giving you an idea or I'm connecting you with someone who can who can help you in your business, or I'm adding value to you, all of a sudden 
when you, know, you see my, and, and email's much the same, right? So when you see my name come up on your phone on caller ID, you think, you know what, I might answer this because Scott's going to add value to my world. Whereas if every, every time I call you, I'm like, hey, Lindsay, you know, come to this Amway meeting or, or <laughs> hey, I've got something for you, you know, come, come, come and do this. All of a sudden you see the caller ID and you're like, oh, I might not answer this, you know, I'm busy right now. So, mm-hmm. so, so email is much the same, right, if you look at the caller ID. In fact, what studies have shown is that even before the subject line, what people look at is the name. Right. So is who it's who's coming through. So if you're not leading with value, like if every time I open it, I don't get a dopamine hit, but I sort of get a bit of a, oh, you know, like every time I open your email, I get a bit, oh, that's a bit cringy. Then sooner or later, even if I don't unsubscribe, I'm just I'm just going to ignore those emails. So by leading with value is the is the key thing. Then people open it. And then at the end, you segue. So you see this with the with the multi-speaker seminar events, because it's all human psychology, right? So someone will go on and they'll speak, you know, 90% of the time will be value. And then they'll segue with a with a little sales pitch at the end. And that's the way I look at at email. And particularly if you're spending sending people to a special report, because then it's like more value. And then after you download the sale, the special report, then comes the sales pitch, but you've sort of you sort of flag yourself as someone who's interested in that anyway by actually, you know, by actually filling out that report and going to that next stage. Okay, and and you mentioned something in there about the tagline or the the subject line. How important is that to get people to open the emails? Yeah, so d- subject line is critical. Like after the after the who it is, like saying, oh, it's Lindsay. Yes, I like Lindsay. I want to open that email. As an example, the next thing people look at is a, is a subject line. So that's the that's the second most, most critical thing. Now, the beautiful thing about with AI is, and I use this all the time, even as a professional, like I would consider myself a professional headline writer. Like I've got one client, I probably spend three hours a week and I have, some, have probably more than three hours in many cases, for the last 15 years, and I write subject lines for them to get them open. They've got an email list of about 2 million people. There's actually three writers who write subject lines for them. Um, so it shows how important it is, right? But needless yeah. to say, even with my all my experience, I still use AI now within that process to give me ideas. So I will go through and I'll read an article in detail. And then once I've actually read that article, and got crystal clear or like once I've done it, I will punch it, I'll take the, the article or core points of the article, put that into the AI and ask it for ideas. Now, I've barely ever used the exact copy that they give me, that the AI gives me, but what it does is it triggers ideas that I wouldn't have thought of. So I thought, oh, that's an that's a hook I wouldn't have thought of, or that's an angle I wouldn't have thought of. So it's very, very powerful from that sort of perspective. Again, as a brainstorming buddy, because if you were to do that with, let's say, someone else, you need to get someone in, you talk for 20 minutes, you come up with 10 ideas. It's just not practical, right? But you punch it in the AI, 15 seconds later, probably less, five, 10 seconds later, bang, you've got 10 ideas. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you to extend that. And you 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 said something there, you read the article, and then you looked at the, the headline. I see lots of people who go the other way around. They write the headline and then they have the blinking cursor syndrome. 
they they haven't really written the value that they're going to give clients. They start off with, you should be opening this because there's lots of value in this email or something else like that. And then they try and write the copy. So you're saying write the copy and then the headline. Uh, 100%, 100%. Now, whether this is for a Facebook ad or an email or or for anything, and the reason for that is because the mind percolates, right? So I will tend to I will tend to come up with a topic or a theme that I'm going to write an email about. Um, so today the theme was the what like that I wrote an email for to my list was like the the whole thing of like the one percenters, and I tied in the story about the English cycling team from uh, you know from the the book about habits, um, the, the famous book about habits. It's escaping me uh, at the at the moment. But that was my theme going in, right? But I didn't write the subject line until I'd finished it because it allows you to percolate because now I've got 200, 300, 400, 500 words that I can go through or just punch into the AI and it'll come up with a whole heap of ideas and then I can then I can pick one. Whereas otherwise, you just don't have the data and the information to really pick exactly what you're, you know, pick the subject line you're looking for, nowhere near as well until after you've actually written the copy. Okay. okay. So, so you know, we've gone through, you know, essentially four tips now. And and I guess the, the subject line one, just to finish off on that, you know, when you when you sent us your tips, you said how to get your emails open when there's so much noise. And and so those two factors, you know, who who are you and are you going to spam the hell out of us? is the first one. And the second one's the the subject line. Is there anything else we need to get them opened? I think they're the the big things as well as the research, right? So doing the research, which will then, because if if I'm talking about stuff that's relevant to you, that is really, really key. And the more relevant I can be, the better. Uh, So if I call, call you guys up and I start talking about, I might want to add all the value in the world but if I'm talking about something you don't care about, then you're quickly going to lose interest in the conversation. And the same goes with email. So doing the research to understand your target market better than they understand yourself is great. If you want to take it next step, you can even tag people and do all that sort of all that sort of thing. So you're getting even more granular in, yeah. So for example, if if let's say it's a tax accounting business, you might have people tagged for superannuation or tax or, uh, you know, really specific things that are, you know, they might be a CFO potential, um, a fractional CFO potential client. So then you can have different emails going out to different people, but it's all about getting the relevancy uh, to that, you know, to that target market. Okay. Well, one of my jobs on this podcast, Scott, is to keep us to time and we are right on the edge of out of time. So should our listeners want to get in touch with you and explore this really interesting topic, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, pro- probably the best way is uh, if you go to uh, simpleemailroi.com forward slash AI, and I've got a, basically it's like an AI email writing cheat sheet, and it'll give you three prompts that you can use to whip up emails in minutes, Ooh, cool. even, if you're, even if you're not a non-writer. Um, you get five jack-in-the-box openers designed to grab your reader's attention and draw them into your message. Five solution prompts, which get to the heart of what you're trying to say and show the reader how you can solve specific problems. 
and three powerful commands to write compelling subject lines that boost your open rates. So that'd be a, a good place to go, simpleemailroi.com forward slash AI. Other than that, you can go to simpleemailroi.com and uh, that'll, yeah, I, I think, and and all my details will 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 be on there. Perfect. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams, who came to us from Brisbane, Australia today. Uh, and this is Rail Bricker from Perth, Western Australia. And this is the Top 5 Podcast.